in a world crying out for a top 10 show. John Roca and Matt Nost are here to bring you the top 10. Take it away, boys. Welcome, everybody, to another brand new episode of The Top Ten Show. I am John Roca. Uh, I am Matt Nost. Where's a trash? There's a trash. Oh, yeah, there's a trash over here. You got a wad of paper? Uh, I can put this in? See if I can figure that out. It's a metal trash can, you know, inside. It's not often you see that. that. You can use that. I already used it. Perfect. Right on the voter information booklet you get. (laughs) You can put the gum right in there. Proud to be an American. (laughs) Where at least I know I'm free. I listen to that. My parents had that cassette, and I've heard oh. that album so many effing times. Oh, yeah. So, Are your parents big country music people or just that particular song at Lee Greenwood? They're both from the South. Okay. So, But over time, they've listened to more and more country music right. over the years. Right, right, when right. When I was a kid, it was, it was select, but there were some in the mix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think there were more. that was more also contemporary popular music to some degree mm-hmm. because there were fewer bands and there's fewer music overall. So yeah. some of them crossed over. I don't know exactly what it was, but Lee Greenwood. Yes. Lee Greenwood was one of them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, uh, my parents did not like uh, country music. They weren't the biggest fan of it, but I was, so I was always, uh, into like since Randy Travis, that was when I first started getting, of course you, Johnny Cash was kind of popular at that time when you were coming up, listening to old E stations or whatever. So you yeah. knew about his older stuff. Uh, but it was Randy Travis that I, that's when I started getting like all into stuff uh, for country music for a okay. while. So yeah, and it's never left. I mean, it's nowhere near as as deep as it was back in the '90s and early 2000s. The newer stuff's not that easy to get into for me. So it's little- no, it's great. You can go on YouTube and you can find yeah basically the fact that all country music is, uses the same five to six different things. Right. And I've seen people cut together five, six, seven songs and just boom, use the chorus here, like. Two bars here, four bars. It's all the same song. Right, right, right. They just put their own little spin on it. <laughs> and then I saw a breakdown of the language that's used in the most popular of country songs. The yeah. ones that make, you know, just they're straight pop. And they use click tracks like hip hop. And they do all these things just like it's fucking pop music yeah. with a slight southern twang. It's not country music anymore. <laughs> so, no, I hate all of it. All oh, of it. you hate it all now. Catherine used to listen to it. And yeah. I was like, then I started pointing out. I was like, it doesn't bother you that every third song is basically the exact same. She's like... I never really thought about it. I just, it's one of the things that she would listen to. I, I don't like country Look music. Look at you ruining, ruining, ruining her enjoyment. It's man. not, man. Country, <laughs> country music, you know, when it's good, I love it. Yeah. When when they're telling a story, some heartbreak, like nothing does that like country music. Yeah, it's true. But you don't true. get songs like that anymore. Now it's, yeah. you know, getting up into my pickup truck in your Daisy Dukes. And they go on a dirt road or an old country road they or a do. country road of some kind. They do. Usually under a full moon. Yes, yes. Uh, maybe have some beers with the boys. Right, right, right. Something, a call to action. It's the same shit. Over. Nowadays, yeah, nowadays it is. You know, I, I, I felt like it was. there were more human stories back in the 90s and the early 2000s. More than likely. Or late 80s. That's what 90s. country music was. Right, yeah. You know, you had Randy Travis, you had George Strait, you had KT Oslin, you had the Judds, you had all these, Lori White, like all these interesting country mm-hmm. music singers, Sammy Kershaw, all this, and they were like really, Lori Morgan. And so you could get into their stories, like of their lives and their heartbreak, and you could sense it when they were singing it. But yeah, now it's like 
it's a lot more pop. It's a lot more hipster pop type country music, and so it isn't quite as. I don't know. It isn't quite as. Uh, it doesn't feel as relatable or universal as it did back then. Maybe because I got older. I don't know. It just feels like I was young, listening to older oh. people's stories when I was in the eighties and nineties. I think because the sentiment is shallow, deep. It relates uh, to more people on that level, right? But what you're talking about is the individualistic, where you you really get sucked into the story. Yeah. Either you identify with it, or you can understand, you can empathize with the plight of the individual. You go back further and further in country music, and it just oh yeah, they've sang songs about you know. The fucking the loggers. Yeah, I'm sure there's some right. Canadian country band that did something about loggers and just <laughs> just like we had coal miners and railroad yeah, workers yeah, yeah. and whatever the early moonshiners. Right. You know, uh, that's why that Ken Burns documentary was fantastic on country music. It was incredible yeah, like, all the it. way from the beginning to obviously to like the late 90s, early 2000s. They went to that far. So they went all the way back like the Appalachia and all that kind of stuff where it all first originated sure. and then went through until now and it was, or a little bit before now. But I was just like blown away by some of the stuff that was going on, how big it really was back in the 30s and 40s in this country, how massive a country singer, music singer was, you know? So uh, those kinds of things were fascinating to watch in the documentary. Sure. Yeah, if you're into it, right? You know, like Yeah, country like music just doesn't, I like uh, some of the individuals within it, but I've never gone yeah. deep enough. Yeah. So I don't have the connection. Now, I would like the super old because yeah. nobody knows those people. So you're just trying to relate a story as to who they were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like Dust Bowl country singers and shit. Sure, sure. Any of that. Talking right. about the fucking, you know, the doldrums of being super poor. Yeah, yeah. And they made a music from that. <laughs> they built it from there. Yeah, you built it from there. You're singing your sorrows out. That's how you get, you know, through your day. Oh, hell yeah, man. Uh, oh, hell yeah, man. Yeah, so uh, no. No on country music. No, no. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. To the original. <laughs> how are things overall? How are you doing, man? What's going on? Uh, good. Tired. Long yep. day. Yeah. Thank you for meeting me at night. Like, oh, yeah, week. sure. Your, your family's in town or whatever, yeah? They get in in a couple days, but okay. we just needed to cram in a bunch of stuff before they got here. Totally like, get dude, it. I'm going to be busy all day today, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And gone through some of next week, too. So uh, It kind of worked out, though, man, because like today, uh, it was an unusually long day. Yesterday was a long, long fucking day because I just got back off the plane on mm -hmm. Sunday. So Monday, I, was just, I forgot that I just scheduled so many things. And then today, I, I didn't even do my show that I normally do in the morning so I could have a little bit of rest. But it was right into like four different appointments. And so by the time I was meeting you, it was like, okay, this actually worked out well overall. Perfect. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, just... Now, when I live, leave here, like, I got a long day tomorrow. I got a yeah. long, but whatever. Enjoy it now. Just <laughs> resting, not doing something. It's nice to just sit. Yeah. I've been on my fucking feet all goddamn day, <laughs> legitimately doing shit. Are you just errands or are you building stuff, building something, something now? Uh, doing the final finishing touches. Okay. They right. go up for rent tomorrow. Oh, wow. Oh, right. The so, yeah, I'm just right going to clean them. And okay. she's going to get up early, take pictures. So are they going to be living in the front area of your uh, yeah. what you got? Okay. Yeah. Oh, sweet. So that whole compound is essentially the most. It's two units the and there's a little compound. garage, but it's our garage. Right, right, right. Oh, yeah. can anyone park in there or is it only your stuff? Oh, it'll be our stuff. Okay. There's so street they, parking. They, they, get the they get the apartment, but they don't get the parking. Correct. Okay. All right. Which cool. is fine. Yeah. In that area. Parking's yeah. fine. You can find it. Yeah. Certainly every time I come over, it's not difficult to find yeah. a parking. There are moments... There are times every once and again, but usually you yeah. can find a parking spot. It's not that bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, especially if you plan it, just like LA traffic. There's traffic for parking spots too. So if you just get in before these certain times, right, you're right. you're good to go. You're fine. And how many months has it been since you got that situation handled, and then now the units are finally up for rent? Like how long is it? How long? Of a it's process? been a while. 
It's right? been a while. It's been over a year or less than no, a year? No, no, it's less than a year. Okay, it's okay, okay. We're way under a year. Okay, we didn't cool. buy it until five, six months from now. Oh, okay. All right. So just getting everything squared away. It's not yeah. like you just move in and all of a sudden no, you the, start renting the these units The city out. took its sweet time, and then DWP gave us three different answers, two of which were positive, but we had to basically on the third one, which yeah. the guy had to go back because his boss signed off on it because we didn't have any paperwork. So he had to go back and talk to his boss, and then he had to schedule to come back out. Then we had to have building and safety come back out a second time <sighs> and revalidate everything. And after that, DWP had to come back yeah. to re-verify, and then they had to come back to cut lines and cut the new power in. And then after that, we found out that the a bunch of stuff was unpowered. The electrician hadn't finished the job. Yeah. So I had to finish that, and that is now finally you know, finished. Wow. But, but they would have been up two weeks ago, and then suddenly it's like, oh, shit. Yeah. But we've been waiting on the city. Just one thing after another slowing up. And <laughs> DWP, DWP already signed off on this three times. We have to come back a fourth time. And then on the <laughs> fifth, we'll send a crew. And you're like, mother fucker, you're all saying yes. Why does this take me three months? Right. Three and a half months. Oh, my God. Or you've already said yes, but then you have to come back out to re-verify that the yes and then take that back to your boss right. to make sure that your boss already verified this. <laughs> That sounds exhausting as fuck, Yeah, and the guy was a dick on the phone because you only catch him in the office early in the morning. But then when you come to the house, nice as can be. Yeah. So maybe just not a morning person. That's when you have to deal with all your calls and whatnot, and you have to get that out of the way. Everyone's bitching and complaining. Yeah, and you know then you have a full day of being on the road. Right. So I could understand that because he was nice enough when he came out. Yeah. And ours was always easy. It was... Yeah. Yeah. I know you've been working on both of these places for quite some time, you know, physically yourself and then also hiring people to come in and do certain things. So yeah. now that it's finally come to fruition, um, you're putting it up for rent, though, at a time when your family's coming into town. Are you concerned about being able to show it or anything like that? We'll work around it. We'll figure okay. it out. I'm not, right. I'm not concerned. Yeah, it's not a big deal. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Right on. Okay, cool. It will happen. <laughs> well, I'm glad. And it will be up for rent. I'm glad it's finally happening. Tomorrow. I know. Retail. <laughs> Retail. I know. It sounds like it'd be annoying as fuck to get it all squared away and shit. So uh, anyway. All right. Well, there we go. Uh, just kind of touching base with Matt. Uh, you guys know uh, this is the top 10 show. Uh, uh, we count down the top 10 uh, lists of a subject um, that we pick out. And this week we picked out um, a blood sport that's coming out with uh, Vin Diesel. Yes. This terror. This looks to be a terrible, terrible movie. Vin's track record outside the Fast and the Furious movies and really, in Matt's opinion, inside the Fast and Furious movies, not that strong. Not that strong. No. So Find Me Guilty is your best movie. Oh, yeah, right. Find Me Guilty. I wish you did more of that. Very interesting film, for sure. It is. Yeah. But I liked it. I don't know where Vin Diesel like, maybe this dude really can act. Yeah. And then he goes back to action movies that I just don't care about. I think he can act. I think he wants to be challenged. The problem is, when you've got a franchise like Fast and Furious, and it puts food on your table, and on your kids' tables, and on your next generation's table, 100%. you take that. 100%. The problem is, no one wants to give you an opportunity outside of that franchise. Or, don't do a franchise. Just do a fucking movie. Yeah, true. Like a small movie, an independent film or something. It's, like, it's the reason that Harrison Ford kept coming back yeah. to you and all these guys. It's just like, I do one of these, and then it sets me so I can do whatever the fuck I want to. Yeah, yeah. The adage of, I do one for them, do one for me. But right. if you have more clout, it's like, I do one for them, and I can do two, three over here on the side. Right, right. Uh, yeah. yeah. Give me something, man. Find yeah. Me Guilty is your best, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I have to look through his IMDb, but I'm pretty sure. Well, he's good in Saving Private Ryan Saving, as well. But it's a small part. It is. You're right. It is. Totally is. But yeah. he's good in it. Like yeah. very When fast. he's dying and yeah. he's trying to hold out the, give, give this to my dad. Shut up. <laughs> Stay down. And he's just dying right there. It's brutal. Yeah. He does a nice job with that. That's what I think. I wonder if there's going to be 
a director who comes along who knows how to use him. Kind of like, kind of like Aronofsky used Mickey Rourke in The Wrestler. But then again, I mean, Mickey Rourke was always, he always had the bones of a real actor himself. A lot yeah, of we just haven't seen stuff. Vin do it. Right, right. And maybe there's something there you can discover about Vin if you push him. Because, I mean, I think if you last long enough in Hollywood, eventually, like, you have two or three separate, like, resurgences, right? And people start to realize, like, you can actually do this thing. Okay. It's getting the opportunity. I mean, I know he's got fans, but I, it, he doesn't resonate to me with the populace mm. at large. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Outside of doing this very specific thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah he yeah. never... But I don't know. But he doesn't percolate up to my social media where other people are talking about or he's right. doing this or... Right. But I could be missing all of it. I'm sure he's busy as shit. Yeah, no, I'm all sure. kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah, they get uh, paid up the ass for this shit. Yeah, good for you, man. Yeah, um, you know, find all the happiness you can in life. <laughs> that's right. But right. I'm, I'm sure you got something to bitch about, just yeah. like all of us. Yeah, of course, that's perspective. Yeah, it is. Uh, Bloodshot's a great uh, 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 superhero comic book character. It's an independent character. What's the character? He's just this guy who like he's like an assassin and does his thing, and it's really connected with like. Um, here, I want to give you the actual full-on lineage of this guy because I don't want to – I know nerds will hear me. All right, is he – If I misspeak, he'll get – Marvel upset, or right? DC? It's neither. That's why it's – Oh, that's why we're, we're doing, doing the independent – yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's uh, – Or non-universe? Uh, Vertigo is what he is, uh, if I remember correctly. Um, uh, let me see. Bloodshot. Here we go. So he is, is a fictional superhero appearing in books published by the American publisher Valiant Comics – uh, real quick on the story of this guy. He is a former soldier with powers of regeneration and metamorphing made possible through nanites injected into his blood. Hence the name blood shot. After having his memory wiped numerous times, bloodshot is out to discover who really, who he really is and get vengeance on those who did this to him. Uh, his bloodstream contains a billion nanobots, enabling him to heal from injuries quickly, interface with technology and shape shift his mass. So there you go. Okay. <laughs> Could be cool. <laughs> it is. The comic is great. Yeah. I don't know if the film is going to be any damn good, but the comic is great. I haven't heard anybody talking about it, so that to me yeah. is a red flag. Oh, right. The film? Oh, yeah. yeah. No, no. The trailer's been terrible. I, I, I saw, I think, half of it once. Yeah. Right. Oh, a trailer of it? Yeah. Or, yeah I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. man, okay, whatever. Yeah. It's not really uh, your cup of tea. Yeah. Unless everybody's like, no, it's actually really good. Yeah. Like, All right, great. I'll see it. But yeah. on the outside, it's like, it doesn't inspire me to go see it. Right. Right, right, right. So, I don't know. Yeah, so we thought we'd tackle uh, the top 10 uh, superhero films that are not Marvel or DC, uh, the independent superhero films. That is not what we said. That is, I thought that's what we said. We said non-universe. Yeah, non-universe. So well, it couldn't oh, exist within part of, so they could be Marvel, oh. but it could be this one that's an offshoot just okay. over here on the side. That's what we... All right. Mine still work. Okay. So, I'm but, sure it yeah, does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you went even more select. Yeah, I, I did. But that's all right. I'm cool with that. So you could be like, like for example, the first Hulk movie no. could be in consideration. Oh. Right, because it's It's not, out of universe. Right. Hypothetically, not, yeah. I hadn't thought about MCU. that. you. Sure. Right, right. Or Daredevil, the Ben Affleck Daredevil. If you wanted to, yeah. Electra, right. all those. Because right. until that character pops back up and they're tying it back in somehow, right. it's still independent. But that, to me, is Electra and there's Daredevil, so that was its own little is thing. Is the Nolan trilogy in play, then? Uh, not in- included. Okay, because no. it's not. Uh, yeah, because that's also non-universe because it's not part of the DC. Technically, but right. I think it violates the spirit of what we're trying to do. Right, right, right. So I was okay. like, yeah, I'm not even consider that. And I also went through and did comic books instead of graphic novels. Yes. Oh, okay. So you did comic books instead of graphic novels because we had originally said okay. non-universe comic book movies. And right, I was like, right. all right, well, we did a graphic novel show. Yeah, I'm not one of those person that delineates between the two. I just but I get it totally. Get so it. we're gonna so have a bunch of different choices. We will. We will. So it'll make fun show. That's, so that's for good. sure. <laughs> 
Perfect. <laughs> All right. Do you want to tell them how the show works, Matt? Once we set a topic, we go our individual ways and create personal top ten lists. Show back up here. I do my bottom three. He does his bottom three. I do my next two. He does his next two. Then we trade one a piece. Once we reveal our personal top ten list, we create the shows between the two of us. Boom. Ten. I uh, just jumping right in. Okay. Ten. I've got Time Cop. Oh, nice choice, man. The Van Damme movie. It's uh, yeah, best movie he's ever done. It's in the discussion, isn't it? It's like I have more fondness for other movies. Sure, you can you can defend Bloodsport or Kickboxer. Sure, well, yeah, I'd go Bloodsport. Yeah, first and foremost, or Lionheart, even to a degree. Eh, eh. But Bloodsport was always my number one. Where's Time Cop in your top five Van Damme films? Is there even a well? Time you got five? you got JVCD. Oh, well, JCVD is fantastic. Oh, yeah, J, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a great point. JCVD is fantastic. All right. That's probably his best. Yeah, I would agree. That is his, that's actual acting. Like we just spoke about Vin Diesel. Yeah. That's actually him getting Breaking the act. fourth wall. Yes. And actually get peering behind. Is this really actually him? Yeah. Is this truly the individual? I or love that. It was interesting. Yeah. Especially from him out of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Time Cop, but Time Cop is good. It is good. Don't get me wrong. For a great little premise, what, Ron Silver is the villain? Mm-hmm. And after that, I, I'd have to look at the IMDb. Mia Sarah plays his his wife. Okay. And he's jumping back and forth in time. He's an actual cop who can time travel because yes. that's how they are in the future. And they're chasing this one guy who's been apparently uh, changing time by going back and forth in time to make money off certain situations so he can be a powerful person in the future. Exactly. So Van Damme is the guy that's assigned to go get him. Which is what a cop would do. You have to, that's white-collar crime, That's right. in essence, <laughs> that's right. within the time world. Let's go, sir. You're just setting it up. Hey, go back to this year. Hey, invest in Apple right, right. now. Right. It's going to make a hell of oh, a difference. Wouldn't that be something like exactly. Scump, yeah. Or any of the dot-coms on the early huge rise. Like right, if you right. got it on something for a nickel, <sighs> and then eventually shot up to, oh, it, uh, IPO, which is this crazy number, <laughs> you were making who knows how much money. Yeah, yeah, true. Or the people who got rid of yeah their Apple shares back in the day or whatever are, shares of companies and you're like man are, that's brutal. Are there still companies like that that come along? Like yeah. I wonder. Like Twitter came along. Like uh, I guess Uber could have been something, right? Google. Yeah, Google. Right, right. Sure, Google. Amazon. Yeah. Like we've had plenty. Yeah. I wonder where you go to invest in time. I got to explore that. Um, anyway, yeah, good film. Uh, you get that. You Love. get the requisite uh, split leg shot. From Van Damme when he's in the kitchen and he gets shit. He's like between the two counters, which I love. I'll never forget You that. still have Van Damme. You do, of course. But He's now it's got an interesting premise instead of the stupid blood feud that seems to pop up in like yeah. every movie otherwise that he's in. <laughs> uh, but I got a soft spot for it. When's the, what's the one where they he plays Long Lost Brothers? Oh, my God. Double Impact. Double Impact. Hell Thank yeah, you. dude. I got a soft spot for that movie. Why wouldn't you? I got a soft spot for a lot of his he's, shit. He's getting a chance to act and play two different characters. It's two pretty cool. Completely different people. <laughs> not bad, though. No. All things considered, not bad. I thought he did a nice job. He even, did. Even he did. when they have to confront each other. You I can tell it. he's green as he's oh, acting. Yeah. He can't really pull off the depth, but he's giving two distinct individuals. He really is. He is. Look, Elvis did the same thing in that film, Kissing Cousins, so it's not unheard of to give a young actor a chance to play two different characters. And how often do you get... You know, compared to Elvis, especially in an acting <laughs> sense. So the, the fucking the plaudits, <laughs> the laurels you're resting on top of this are, uh, you know, it's pretty like, withered. It's not like Elvis. Yeah, exactly. It's true. It's a good point. Uh, all right. What's your number nine? Nine is uh, Big Hero 6. Oh, great choice, man. So apparently this is loosely based on a comic it series. Is. It is absolutely loosely based. And I, I didn't know that. It was just yeah. something I thought they, they just plucked it out of 
a la Incredibles. Yeah. Make something like this, gang teams up, right. takes on a problem together. Right, right, right. Uh, but it's a surprisingly like heartfelt movie yeah. about the younger brother and his older brother getting killed mm-hmm. and the reason behind that and like how it changes him and the new friends that he's got. Yeah. They have to he needs to lean on them and them on him as well. Yeah. yeah. Like grow beyond the death. And there's also it's got Good comedy in it too. Yep. When Betamax is like deflating and it's acting like it's drunk. Yeah, I died at that the first time I saw it in the theater. I was like, "What a great representation of drunk!" Yeah. Uh, so it just succeeds on a lot of levels. Something because the kids when in the theater when I saw that they laughed at it because it looks silly, right? But it actually got the adults to laugh for the intelligent joke that it is. Yeah. And uh, and there's also like real emotion in that movie, real heart in that movie. Yeah. Between the, the between Betamax Betamax and. Uh, uh, the kid, and then like when he plays the, like the last message from the kid's brother, mm-hmm. that really brings a lot of emotion to the film. And then of course, all, everybody banding together, and then when you find out who the villain is, you're like, oh man, makes perfect sense, right? Though. Yeah, it does. It totally does. And then when you find the villain's motive, I thought that was brilliant because you could have easily just done a mustache twirling villain, but they did a villain mm-hmm. that had some semblance of logic to his villainy. Yes, it was a selfish desire. To bring something back. Well, yeah, the so. collateral damage was all part of the masterpiece to come. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And they only they could see the vision. You need to see what they see. And right. you'll understand why. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, thankfully that dude didn't have even more power. <laughs> it's one of those rare animated films, I think, that I own. Because I, I find it to be an intelligent animated film. Because it obviously deals with science and technology in a way that isn't talking down to you. Uh, and also has a really sweet heart in the middle of it, and a story, a good story you know, mm-hmm. about this idea of like, how do you deal with loss and how do you move on from loss? You know, and it's a Disney film. Yeah. So yeah, good choice, man. Uh, what's your number eight? Eight is Men in Black. Oh, good choice. I almost it's right on the cut. It's right on the cut. Okay. I, it, it, I don't love it as much as I used to. So that's the only reason. Well, I've seen it more than the other two. Yeah. So that's why I bumped it up. Totally. And that's saying something with Time Cop. But Men in Black has been on repeat. <laughs> yeah. On cable and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, for what, two decades yeah, now? at least. Yeah. Solid. So I've seen it a lot. It's mm-hmm. it's fun. It's entertaining. I, it is. There's a, it's the reason there is this long-running franchise. Yeah. If you can capture this magic again between the two of them, which I think you can. Every time they come out and they're like, well, we got a new one, I still have faith. Yeah, right. Because I didn't mind the third one. No, I liked it too. Man about uh, three was good. I thought, yeah, yeah, with the time travel once yeah. again. And uh, Tommy Lee, uh, I'm sorry, Josh Brolin playing Tommy Lee Jones. It was mm-hmm. great. Yeah. But it pulled it off, and at first you think it's going to be uh, um, what's his name from uh, Flight of the Concords is going to be uh, Jermaine Clement is going to be the the villain, which they did great CGI work on him oh, yeah. to create this really creepy, you know, alien. Yeah, those teeth of his and shit. Uh, yeah, uh, and then he goes away, and it's someone else, and you jump right into it. It's like, yeah, that's a good movie. Yeah. I don't know why it's not doing better. Yeah, uh, maybe people were tired with it, or maybe they just didn't. You know, maybe it wasn't their yeah. place. Because the second one wasn't that good, so maybe people were like, eh. And then this the one that came out now, Men in Black International, did it not get... No, that's a turd. Yeah. That is a straight turd. Yeah. I was really surprised at how bad that was. Like, yeah. I was just like hoping it would be a lot better, and especially with the chemistry of Hemsworth and I know. Thompson. You just hoped, but no, sadly no. Because they have such good chemistry, it almost seems like maybe they should have jumped in instead of them not knowing each other, them already being best friends, yeah. and a new situation being thrust upon them. So we get to see them be... Yeah charismatic between the two of them yeah. as they tackle this problem together. It's right. like they're partners or something. Great. Yeah. Uh, I'm on board instead of the newbie. She's got to convince them that she's legit and then jumping right. in and then why she's bequeathed this information. But it seems really weird, convenient. His character yeah. wants to be 
or wants to have depth but doesn't really at all. Yeah, 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 I don't yeah. know. It's weird over and over and over again. But if they said, hey, we're going to make another one of these with these two, I will see it more than likely. Really? Because I still have faith in them. Okay. And you mean those two or do yes. you mean Tom well, those Lee, two plus the movie construct as a whole? Right, 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 like, right. I still think you pull off an entertaining summer movie. Yeah, I think they have maybe one more shot at it and that's pretty much it. Uh, because it, it really didn't do well. So the last three films haven't done that well. I think the property would just go away for a while and then come back. Yeah. yeah it was an animated series that ran for a while as well, I think. Mm. Yeah, so it's yeah, certainly one that people love. And it's very funny. Sonnefeld, I don't think Sonnefeld ever got quite close enough again to this kind of humor and this kind of consistently good movie from, from what True. I remember from his career. Um, this is one that's great. And, you know, you get a Will Smith who's young, is up and coming at the time. You get Tommy Lee Jones, who's the crotchety old fart doing his thing. And they get Rip Torn in this thing, doing which is hilarious. So just all the beats of humor throughout the movie are worth it, are just yeah. worth it. So I totally get it. Yeah. Uh, I'm sad it missed the cut. Um. All right. So that's your eight. Correct. So my number ten is Hellboy. That's a punt. Okay. All right. So then my number nine is Dread. That's a punt. Wow. Okay. That's your nine. Yeah, it's my nine. My number eight is uh, The Crow. Not on my list. Okay. I have a special love for that film uh, from the nineties. I think I just saw it at a time when I was kind of in that space to like love a film like this and. It's, it's weird. It's weird. Angsty mid-90s. Yeah, kind of like huh? angry and revenge, you know, this kind of thing. Just started listening to fucking Nine Inch Nails a little bit. <laughs> no, I never was one of those. <laughs> sure, sure. Marilyn Manson may not have been in your cup of tea. No, maybe an occasional song, right? But like, but the soundtrack, that being said, the soundtrack for this film is fantastic. Uh, it's not a lot of, and a lot of those songs still hold up uh, when you listen to them nowadays. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Um, but like, so much about the film is, is tied into the Bruce Lee stuff because of Brandon, and so that has a special place there. Plus, you get Michael Wincott as a good villain, you know, with that deep voice of his. I'm gonna get you. Um, and then you have uh, what's his, Eddie Ernie Hudson as the cop helping him out, and so and it was just like and it was a dark thing, it was a noir kind of thing and it pulled no punches and it was at a time when like you didn't know what kind of uh, comic book movies were going to succeed and not succeed because yeah. it wasn't like now where you know, everybody's doing them this was like who's going to make it who's not going to make it let's take a chance on this but and it really worked the character stakes or his character abilities are so low that it almost seems like a, a more of a I don't want to say horror film mm. but I think that's fair in comparison to like budget expectations, whatnot, because yeah. comic book movies didn't do well outside of Batman every once and again at that right, point. Right. And Blade and, in the yeah, 90s. Yeah, but Blade was after. Yeah. Was it not? Yeah, it was like 96, 96. Exactly. This, I think it's 92. Sounds right. about right. Yeah. But you'd had or Batman, or two Batmans by that point. Right, 89. So was, yeah, right, exactly. It's a cheap budget. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I watched it not that long ago. It was all right. Yeah. And that's why I didn't make my list. Yeah, fair. New Line Cinema film. You know, and of course, Brandon Lee passed away in it, but there's just something about that I really enjoy. I still go back in it, the stupid little, light it up, light it up, all of that. But the way he gets revenge, he pulls no punches killing these guys. Mm -hmm. There's just some, I just love revenge films that don't, that indulge in the revenge, you know, like Man on Fire. I mean, he sticks that uh, firecracker up that dude's ass to blow him up. I mean, I love that moment. So. I'm a big fan. That's why I'm enjoying Fi Firecracker? Is oh, that what you're calling that? A bomb, yeah. <laughs> Firecracker? a bomb. <laughs> That's why I'm enjoying Hunters on uh, on Amazon Prime, because like when they catch these Nazis, they torture the fuck out of them, and I'm like, this yeah, is Yeah, I'm great. almost... We're almost done with it. Oh, yeah. I'm two, we're two episodes away as well. Are you liking it? Okay, yeah. I think we're at... 10 is our next one. Is that oh, the last wow. one? Yeah, it's the last one, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
It took a while to build. Yeah. Like it's interstitials that are, you know, unique to the yeah. show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of them I think are effective and others I don't think work. But mm-hmm. it's interesting that they're taking the choice. It's Tarantino-esque. You would, a little bit. A little bit. Sure. Yeah, right? yeah, sure. Interstitials. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. I understand the people that are saying, uh, you know, this is they're not treating it with the respect that this type of story should be. I don't know that that's true. And look, I'm not going to tell Jewish people how to feel about this, obviously. But like, yeah. for me, they are bringing the horror of that situation very clearly to life. Every time they reference it or talk about it, mm-hmm. or we see scenes in that in those uh, concentration camps, certainly works for me. So, oh, without a doubt. Yeah. And to anybody that didn't know, because I know someone a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, or whatever, they started watching. They're like, hey, is that shit true? Did we, did we bring Nazis over here to me? And I'm like, yeah, man. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look yeah. it up. Space program? <laughs> yeah. 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 That's all them. And a lot of other things. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So to so, see it and you're like, hmm, okay, I don't know about their past transgressions i think that's what's so amazing about what jordan peele is doing man because i mean I've, I've never seen anyone come out right out the gate and tackle social issues in overt and subtle ways throughout his work because he produced the show okay uh and the fact that he's bringing this up about our history with nazis at a time and of course that white supremacy and nazism all that stuff is starting to come what, back it, what it actually means to be to yeah. associate yourself with yeah right right and to make that the thing mm-hmm. and then to highlight how america facilitated that possibility happening in the space program. One of the most proudest things this country's ever done, that space program, to have to find out that it was like Nazis Nazi Nazi scientists. Yeah, that helped make it happen. Yes. It's just like, wow. We're a large part in getting us over the hump and beating the Soviets. Yeah, yeah. And the thinking was, if we don't take them, they will. Which side do you want to have these guys? Right, right. Which, of course, Dylan Baker makes that speech yeah. uh, at some but point. But it's what it, it, look, yeah. it, you have one of two options. Either you have it or you take that piece off the board. So that person has to die. Right. And those are the two options. That's the calculus that they're making. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, It's just fucking brutal. (laughs) I mean, that's a lose-lose choice no matter what. Oh, yeah. Well, and and that's why to apply simple individualistic individualistic morality to a country's morality, it's always been the battle. It's always been the battle because it's like, well – so many people are like, well, we got our principles, our American principles, but the second that we might lose the country or we might get taken over or we might get attacked because we're adhering to our principles, all of a sudden our principles goes out the window because survival is more important than any principle for sure for as a country. So, and most people agree with that when for sure. threatened. So, uh, well, it's yeah. also power. Yes, yes. If you have someone like that, that also that pushes all your military technology. Yeah, which has enabled us to stay. Yeah, in you this know, position. In this position. Yeah, thoroughly agree. Yeah. Uh, all right, what's your number seven, man? Uh, my seven, I'm sure you mm. get ready to say the words punt. Possibly. Is blade. Uh, yes, punt. Okay. Definitely. And then six for me is mm-hmm. kick ass. Oh, nice choice, dude. Yeah, go ahead. Not on your list? Not on my list, no. Okay. Is that part of? That's not part of. What is it, owned by? Oh, maybe. I don't know. I actually have not thought about that kit in quite some time. Let me see. Because I don't think it's... I mean, it's standalone. You just not... Didn't come into consideration. No, no, it is... Oh, no, you're right. It is on its own. Absolutely. Yeah. Kick-Ass is on its own. Yep. Uh, It is based on a comic book movie, a comic book of the same name from Marvel, but not part of the MCU in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. I wasn't worried about that. Yeah, yeah. I just didn't know... 
if there was any reason as to why you kept it off. Oh no, the the thing is, like we just said at the beginning of the of the show. Oh, my, non, my you went out of Marvel. Was, yeah, yeah, out of Marvel, out of DC, which is why. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway. Blade's the only one that kind of qualified. Yeah. Oh, well, that's why I just asked. So yeah, we're yeah, punting yeah. on Blade. Yeah. So that's Marvel. Yeah. So where is this? I think in my mind, I just I always think of Blade outside of it, and then as we is, were talking about it, is he's... Blade your Nazi scientist? And you're like everybody else, <laughs> everybody else, but Werner over here. Werner's coming with us. That's fine. I'm working on the space program, motherfucker. Uh, anyway, yeah. So kick ass. Uh, yeah, a great move. I mean, honestly, going into it, no expectations whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. And you see. Just a little bit of what it is mm-hmm. going into, it, and you're like, "How how is this going to work exactly?" Yeah. But they pull off this hyper realistic, stylized world, and it doesn't feel ridiculous. Yeah. Like Hit Girl coming in is a preposterous character. Oh yeah. But it works 100, mm-hmm. percent and that is insanely impressive. Yeah. As you watch it, especially with Big Daddy, Big Daddy, yeah. the Nicolas Cage stuff, yeah. And he's awesome in it. Yeah. And <laughs> interestingly, adds realism to this, you know hyper fucking environment yeah yeah uh it just succeeds on so many and then the second one is so disappointing know, so disappointing dude. so disappointing he was like well because the original people weren't involved in it then they cut out jim carrey's character because he was talking about guns and kids and he was saying how he didn't feel like this film should be coming out right now because it's irresponsible mm-hmm. and so the then the the director went back in and was mad about it and re-edited his his part you're like that. Carrie was great in that movie. He was with that character. And you're like, I want to see that character more. And they killed him off so fucking quick. And you're just like, what's the point? Or they got rid of him rather so quick. You're like, what's the point? You, why did you waste time grinning this thing? Yeah, so, yeah. Bringing in and then taking out. And right, then, right. Uh, Whereas McLovin was interesting as a pseudo villain in the first one. In he was the second too one, much. Becomes ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. He's too much. He's too over the top. Yeah. And in no way do I believe this guy could run a criminal empire. Right. He's having temper tantrums right. left and right. Yeah, yeah. Eventually, people get sick of that shit. Yeah, they shoot him in the back of the fucking head. Fuck yes. Yeah, exactly. And we move on. This exactly. is a crime syndicate. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's not a lot of honor. They create their own within that world. <laughs> and to us, it, is, it exists on a moral plane that we're not comfortable with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. The, but you had so much faith after the first one. Yeah. yeah you pulled it off so successfully. It's like Guardians going into two with right. with everybody coming back. The same brain trust is like, let's do it, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's run it back. Run it back. Yeah, run it back. <laughs> I, I like everything about this. It was you know yeah. quirky but lived in. It felt real. Yeah. Agreed. And so did Kick-Ass in this strange way. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, yeah, good movie. Anyway, what do you got? Yeah. Uh, all right, my number seven. Is that where we're at now? Correct. Okay. Let me hold on. So let me bring that up. Uh, Snowpiercer is my number seven. All right, I looked that up. I yeah. think it's a graphic. Okay, for me, it was a graphic novel. Right. That's right. why I didn't make my list. Okay, okay. For me, it's like I didn't delineate like that, but I totally respect that you did. I just, I, I just enjoy the hell out of this. Bong Joon Ho directing this thing. Of course, he just won Best Picture and Best Director. Um, yeah, but we can hipster on it. I, I love Snowpiercer Salt in the theater as well. Hell yeah, man. Chris it was Evans, awesome. John Hurt, and then, of course, all the different actors that are involved in it, and what they, the guy from Old Boy being in it, you know, somebody. Mm-hmm. And then you have Tilda oh, yeah, Swinton. Ed Harris. It's an American movie. I know it's a South Korean movie, but it feels like an American movie because of all those American actors well, or British actors that are in it. it. Yeah, but it's universal in its message. Yeah, true. Exactly. Class system, strife. Exactly. Like you go through the logic of all of it as you work your way through this train. Right, right. And it's, being used by the upper classes 
the class on the above. lower class, right? Mm-hmm. The class above, exactly. You know, and and being turned and and but the cockroach is being turned into food for you the masses. It. He's just like, oh my god, he churned up and then spit out, and they live in this just disgusting squalor. Yeah, compared to as you move forward, right? And and be, and, be, and the the subtle message of you need to create that class so that the higher class can live and exist exactly in the belief that they deserve better that the elitist belief of their lives just sprinkling little morsels in front of me I'm like yeah. you can make it up this far just keep striving learn yeah. these things exactly. get indoctrinated into this horse shit it's crazy as he goes from uh, like mm-hmm. section to section and there's some insane violence in the film the oh fights. yeah the dude with the arm yeah that gets put outside <laughs> To demonstrate how fucking cold it is. Yeah. Oh, what a great little torture scene that yeah. was. I know they manage, or, or he managed to, to convey so much depth in the fucking tube. Yeah. As you're going into this distinct feels to each one yeah. as you build slowly but surely. It's just good. Yeah. Flat really out. enjoy it. Uh, and just the way it, and it has so much, once again, it's, it's why Bong Joon-ho does such a good job with movies because he'll throw in his message, his theme, but... Even if you don't want to pay attention to that, the film works on its own without it. Yeah. And Pierce, Snowpiercer does. Just as an action film, Snowpiercer is fantastic. If you want to analyze it to its, what he's saying about class and what he's saying about the, the, the uh, system of any government, um, you can do that. Yeah. But it, you don't need to. That's what's so great about it. Um, all right. My number six uh, is Ghost in the Shell. Uh, okay. Which the I- animated film. The animated film. Oh, you went with the animated? Yeah, because okay. that was theatrically released here in the States. And so for me, okay. that, and it's based on a manga anime. So uh, for me, it's good. that film is so fucking good. I haven't seen it in years, but that was one of the ones where my friends that were into that type of, yeah, you know, that was part of a I moved on from animation phase type of thing. Right, right, But I watched right. that and I watched like one or two others. Yeah. Because they were the best. It's like the early graphic novels that I got. Yeah, yeah. Sandman. Hey, right. you should read this. Right, right. Okay. And it's just like this standalone. It's a hell of a story. And I yeah. did that with Watchmen and Dark Knight as well. Yeah. Um, it's like, oh, that's interesting. Right. You know, to take an idea, an IP, and just create a one-off little shoot or create your own IP. Yeah, yeah, too, yeah. Too as well. Uh, but please continue. Yeah, no. I just uh, really, uh, for me, it just um, it's one I go back to all the time. It's one of the two animes that I go back to all the time. Because when I first saw it, it was just the music, the story the noir aspect of it, the detective mm-hmm. nature of it all, um, and what it was exposing about a corrupt government using technology, hiding cover-ups. That's just, that's my that's my wheelhouse, man. All that combined okay. into one. Plus, the animation was incredible. The anime was incredible. Uh, the voiceover work was fantastic. And the just the way they shot the film, the slow motion stuff, the mm-hmm. regular motion stuff, all mm-hmm. in combo. Uh, and you get to meet that character, Batu, who, who, who is the major second in command and what that leads to. And so to me, it just worked on so many levels for that. And it's it's always impressive. Every time I watch it, I'm, I'm like, man, this is just so fucking good. And I know there's other great anime out there, but for me, it's it's a really small pool. But it's a pool I enjoy revisiting whenever I get in the mood for it or stumble upon it. So okay. definitely that's one. Um, all right. Well, uh, before we move on to our uh, top fives, uh, we should take a break maybe and listen to some uh, words from our sponsors. Okay. There and we we're go. Back. Uh, what do you say, Matt? How, uh, what do we jump into now? At uh, number five for me yes. is Constantine. Oh, you know what? I should put that on my list. Oh. Why didn't you? Because it's Marvel? Yeah. 
Uh, all right, that's fine. No, yeah, but I it's a standalone. It's a, yeah, I know, but right. it is you're Marvel. Right. You you're went right. you went outside of. I did, I did, I did. I should have I should have been a little more uh, paying attention. Well, to it's when, when you know we have a, a title and whatnot. You can interpret it however you so choose to interpret it every once and again, which is nice. It opens up to a greater discussion. I took this more as comic book movies, and and you took it as uh, graphic novels. But so be it. I chose Constantine because we've talked about it before, but it's an awesome idea to do. Uh, a story in and of itself. Yes, it's comic book, but it's not really superhero. This guy has just come back from hell, in essence, and he's the one soul that Satan yeah. really wants. Yeah. The one that got away, in essence. His newest, you know, big <laughs> fish story. Until he gets him, and then the next one, because he lives on in, you know, yeah. time immemorial. Uh, What's up, John? But uh, you got, what, uh, Gabriel? Yeah, Archangel Gabriel, which is Tilda Swinton. Yeah, awesome. So good in it. You know, Rachel Vice. Rachel Vice. Yeah. Uh, this movie was the reason I almost got a gray cat with green eyes, this idea of being the conduit between heaven and hell. Uh, it was very interesting to have a cat like that. I love Constantine. Dude, Gavin Rossdale. Oh, yeah. Actually can act. Mr. Bush. That demon thing that he is is awesome. But Gavin Rossdale can yeah. act. All right. Yeah. That, that to me going into it, I was like, they got Gavin Rossdale? Like, yeah. What's he been doing? I don't know. Bush hasn't been around for you know no. a minute. But I think it was... Uh, yeah, he had walked away a little bit, or the band mm-hmm. wasn't as prominent. Well, he was with, you know, he's married to Gwen yeah, Stefani, Gwen Stefani. For a while, yeah, and then, yeah. But, yeah, it was, it's, it's a damn good interpretation of Constantine. I know a lot of, some people don't like it because they don't think it's as faithful to the uh, original source material as it should be, but I think it's a damn good American attempt at this film and it, at this uh, story, and it doesn't pull any punch. Because, I mean, of course, Constantine's not supposed to be American. He's supposed to be British. Mm-hmm. Um, supposed to be blonde haired, not black haired, but I think the essence of the character yeah. is what Keanu got really well. This I this uh, like decades old weariness, the staidness of dealing with heaven and hell and the demons and the the mythology and the ramifications of everything just got to him, you know, and you can sense it. Yeah. with him to know that. Oh, in fact, to have the truth of there is a heaven and hell, and you know for certain that you're going to hell. Yeah, right. Right. And that's that to me to start a character there is yeah. awesome. I don't need a backstory. That's the other thing I love about this. This right. wasn't an introduction to he existed. Yes. And knew all this. And that's fine. Let's jump into it as, as opposed to giving me a fucking, you know, the same thing that we've seen an origin story yeah. for a movie like this. Yeah. Don't need it. Right. He can do this. Let's go. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Indiana Jones, that shit. <laughs> right. We just jump in. The so- character already knows how to do it. Awesome. Just make a good movie. Go. Yeah. I yeah. don't need a fucking backstory on this. Yeah. Every once and again, like a Doctor Strange. That's sh- sure. Right, right. How do you get this weird, you can fuck with dimensional yeah. space? Yeah. That's, a, all right, I need a little, you know. But Constantine does get into the backstory later on, and, and I think that's what's kind of. so great, Matt. What you said makes so much sense. That's how you make a, you introduce a character. You can already do these because you have him like his introduction to us is him taking that demon out of that young Mexican girl. I know in that, the mirror type badass. of thing, and then has to like set up. He's got this pulley system going, and yeah. you can clearly tell this is not the first. He looked into this room like what a Navy SEAL does when they walk in yeah. looks for all the exits. He looks for if I run into a demon, yeah. what in here would be useful in a fight, right? And then how do I manipulate that? So, but it seemed. Genuine, yeah, and real, and believable, and sincere. I mean, Shia LaBeouf is great. He is good. Yeah. Is the kid that wants to be, you know, right? The, the part later on in Deadpool, but not gone for as much comedic effect, right? Jamin Hansu is fantastic. Uh huh. Um, and it's a it's a shame. It's a 
um, that it never got a sequel because I think it's fantastic. And Scott Derrickson, the guy who did Doctor Strange, actually, ironically, tweeted about the fact that he'd do Constantine a few days ago because we were asking about Justice League Dark. And he's like, I'd do Constantine. I would love to have a con because I'm a massive Hellblazer Constantine fan. Yeah. So, yeah. It's a great concept. It is, right? It is. It's, and because there's so much voodoo. How can I say this? There's so much of the occult that could be involved in this mm-hmm. uh, that you can explore from multiple societies and historical uh, uh, ancient uh, cultures that you could like, you know, put into this as a story. So it's it, that's the interesting stuff about it that I like. So, um, all right. So that was your number five, four, five, five. Okay. So then my number five is uh, Old Boy. Okay, it's a graphic novel. Yes, so I get off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love this film. This uh, once again, Bong Joon Ho. No, I'm sorry, not no. Bong Joon Ho. Sorry, uh, uh, the guy who was in. Uh, Snowpiercer, the older uh, Asian dude. Sure, he's the guy in Old Boy. Uh, I think if I, if I think I'm right on that. But either way, this is just brutal, a brutal, brutal Korean film. If you haven't seen this film, you gotta watch this film. It's a dude who wakes up in a suitcase in a hotel room and has, or a trunk rather, and has no idea how he got there. He's tortured like crazy. We do get introduced to him, you know, initially, but then he wakes up in yeah. this in this hotel room. Uh, and then he has to figure out who the hell uh, did this to him. And then he just kind of goes on this journey and then hooks up with this girl. And then the revelations at the end will fucking mess you the yeah. hell up. Uh, and it's brilliant, brilliant film. It is. But I don't know that I go back and rewatch it. That's the Oh, really? It would make my oh. list if, if, if I was including graphic novels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100% this is on my list. Because right. it's a fucking great movie. It is. It is. But it's asking a lot of you. You yeah. go through quite a bit. Yeah. Because at first there's rage of him being in the cage, and you feel that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he gets out, and the as it builds, mm-hmm. it's up and down and up and down, and then it just, you know, it's tough. Yeah. It's a tough journey. Yeah. That's what I love about it, too, because, like, it builds in a um, brilliant way, an intelligent way, the mm-hmm. way it builds throughout. And then when you get to that ending, you're just like, oh, my God. And you don't even know what side you're on because of what happened. It happens. Right? So, yeah, you should don't see Old see Boy that. if you've never seen it. You should, and don't see that remake, for God's sakes. Uh, all right, what's all right that was your four? five? Yeah, was your My four? four is American Splendor. Oh, nice. Uh, Harvey Pennick, is that his name? Picar. Picar, sorry. Harvey Picar. I couldn't yeah. remember his you know, sidekick friend, the Judah Friedlander, plays oh, yeah. in the movie. It's Giamatti. It's uh, a guy that I vaguely recollect being on Letterman back in the day, but I didn't really watch Letterman. I just kind of heard about it from the older kids right? type of thing, because yeah. I was still too young. Uh-huh. Uh, so he loomed large to some degree. Right, right, right. I heard chatter. You know what I mean? <laughs> Enough to where the younger kid wants to be cool like the cool kids, and they're talking about this. So you, yeah. you know, you hear it every yeah, once and again. Yeah. You know. yeah. Uh, <laughs> but from the outset, because I remember his friend on MTV ads, though. Oh yeah. And whatnot popping up in my life in th- that regard. Yeah. Uh, that's the dude who'd be the taxi driver, right? The dude. No, that was Donald Logue. Oh, really? the actor oh. that went on to yeah, Terriers, yeah, and, Blade, yeah, yeah, Blade. Blade, yeah, yeah. That's Donald Logue. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh huh. Okay, all right. So the different guy. Okay, all right. That's when I was like, hey, whatever. I like this dude, and then I saw him after. I was like, oh shit, that's the cat. And he's always been right uh, since then. Yeah, yeah. Uh, met him. Nice guy. Mm-hmm. Like genuinely hung out for a while. And was he a stand-up or you just randomly? Met? He showed up to do a show. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Like gotcha. years ago, him and another dude that I know. Yeah. And the other dude was like, hey, you care if uh, we get a little time? And you're like, no, it's fine. <laughs> I brought Donald up and Donald brought him up. Oh, nice. He was like, it's easy. It's great. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, 
a nice guy, but yeah. ever since then, meeting him that night, I, I wanted to be like, dude, the cab on MTV. I didn't say that. Yeah, Just right. hung out and we shot the shit. Right, right, I right. didn't want to do... But I was like, dude, that was... I loved that as a kid. Yeah. Loved those commercials. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As dumb as they were. Just this, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just turn it around. <laughs> and, and that's how good an actor he is. It's like uh, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman showing yeah. up in Twister. Yeah. And to think what he does later right, on. Right, 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 right. And you're like, yeah, this guy's so good. But my introduction was Boogie Nights. And he's just spun off and did so many other things other yeah. than Boogie Nights. Now, when you go back and look at Boogie Nights, now it makes you appreciate his performance even more. True. Because he went on to do all these varied other things. That's a very good point, man. Uh, yeah, so American Splendor, it's about a guy that self-published his own comic book that was about his life in essence. And somehow it just it resonated with people. Yeah. And uh, it's a, a snapshot of his life. You started at X and you end at Y. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it's it's but covers the span of what would you say, 25 years of his life. Oh, really? Okay. Something like that. Okay. All I right. think. Yeah. I, it was a difficult film for me to watch because, I mean, there's, I mean, it is a bit of an underdog story. Yeah. So you love that aspect of it all. I just think the character itself was difficult to connect to for me. So okay. uh, although it's a good film, I can objectively say it was a good film. I just, I, just, I don't know if I'll ever watch it again. You know? Oh, really? Just, I yeah. like it. I'll go back yeah. for all kinds of, if it happens to be on. Right, right, Type right, of thing. Right, right. Gladly we'll watch it. Yeah. He's uh, an unusual cat, to say the he least. He is. <laughs> and then Judah Friedlander was so amazing yeah. as his friend, Harvey, that... I don't know how to describe accurately. My guess is now we would consider him on the spectrum. I would think so. Oh, yeah. Both of them. Really? Potentially. And his girlfriend, uh, Hope Davis. His girlfriend for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, we, really me, she may or may not be considered on the spectrum now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure if he would be. Really? Okay. I don't think so. Okay. He's a depressive, isn't he? Yeah. Okay. But I don't. It, that's not on the same scale, though, is it? I don't know. I think it's on the low end scale, but I don't know. Neither do I. I. I'm not one of these educated people about that kind of stuff. All right, so that's my four. What do you got? Uh, four is Blade. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the pun from earlier, so there it is. Uh, yeah, I, I knew you liked it more than I did. Yeah. It would be higher on your list. That's just something about it, man. I just I dig it. It's the, good. He's good. At, uh, yeah, I'm not taking anything. It made my list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, a yeah. damn good movie. Yeah. Chris Christopherson is, what is it, Whistler? Yeah, Whistler, right. Perfect sidekick. Yeah. I love it. You're Alfred, great. The yeah. guy that hangs at home and makes you all your shit and you get to go out and be a badass, awesome. I'm already on board, great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he's, you know, Christopherson. There's another dude. I've had a sweet spot since a bad movie because I knew my parents liked his music. Yeah. Uh, what was a bad movie? Millennium. Oh. <laughs> I saw that movie so many times, so many times. It's what him and Cheryl Ladd, Cheryl Ladd, Scott Thompson plays the robot. I think that's <laughs> oh, so bad, dude. It's so bad, right? But I fucking it was on, and I for whatever reason for one summer I saw it like eight times, and I loved it. And I still got a sweet spot. Uh, <laughs> yeah, whatever year that was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I remember that one, dude. I put that one in the in the pile with like Runaway, the uh, well, Tom Selleck. Yeah, it one. is one hundred percent right. Yeah, with the robot spiders that are moving yeah, at yeah. fucking a foot an hour. <laughs> yeah. They're just slowly like ambling. They do more wiggling <laughs> than actually moving forwards. Like, why is this scary, guys? Or Free Jack. Free Jack. I Free Jack's great. Right? I don't give a it's shit what you say. got to be in the pile. The, the problem, I think, with it is the CGI is so awful. Well, that's the problem. That's the problem with it. <laughs> I think Lawnmower Man, you could argue, could be in that pile as well. No, I think Lawnmower Man is... It, Another layer, layer, much much lower. Really? Than Free Jack? Yes. You're insane. You're insane. 
Lawn, go back and man. watch it again, man. It's terrible lawn. Oh, it's terrible. It's Free, Jack, Jack. Free Jack has its moments. It genuinely does. It's just kind of a depressing movie. That's it Free is Jack's problem. Super depressing. Isn't it, it is. Emilio Estevez uh-huh. and Rene Russo? Rene Russo, Russo Anthony Mick Hopkins. Jagger. Mick Jagger right. plays like the head of police. Yeah, I remember that. Uh huh. Wow. Yeah, he was a race car driver, Does an Indy car driver. Is that what he, like he flies into the bridge? Yeah, so he gets into an around. accident. Right. And the technology is uh, Anthony Hopkins can jump him, can free jack him out of his time yeah. and put him in a body today. And he's going to put his consciousness in that live body. They just replace it with something else. Wow. Or like another dead person or right, right, dummy right. or who the fuck knows what. <laughs> Uh, and comes back, and he was going to put his consciousness into that body right, right. and now become young again. He was in love with Rene Russo, who was the girlfriend of Emilio Estevez, right. and that's why he chose him. <laughs> I like the movie. I like the movie. It's, it's, it's got its moments. Didn't Ryan Reynolds do something like that with Ben Kingsley, where Kingsley is like putting uh, his old self into Ryan Reynolds? Some kind of tech- I, I can't remember what the name of the movie was, but there was really? something like that. Yeah, I can't remember what the name of it was, though, so don't, don't quote me. Or it might have been Costner with Ryan Reynolds. I'm not sure. Uh, all right, that was your number. That was my number four, Blade and whatever. So, what's your number three? Uh, three is a punt from earlier, Hellboy. Okay, nice, dude. Out of the universe. I didn't know if I. Some days I like two better. Some days yeah. I like one better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they're both very unique in their own rights because yeah. the second one, Del Toro, just gets to go full Del Toro, and that is interesting because I think that fits more in the type of stories that would be interesting to tell for Hellboy. Yes, but in the first one, you do have Nazis. You've got that awesome yeah, guy that's a wind-up filled with sand yeah. gears individual. Great assassin-type yeah. you know, character. Yeah, Rasputin. Uh, right. The Mad Monk. Yeah, opening up this other being. That's when it pulls in the, this This is what Hellboy, you can do with a story here. Yeah. I'm intrigued. What else? Yeah. And the second one, they, you know, they, there was an oracle at the end that basically began the premise of what would have been the third one that they never did. I need to watch that. I've still never seen the sequel. Golden Army? Yeah, I've heard it's, it's good. good. It's good. Yeah. It's full Del Toro mm. weirdness. Yeah. Oh, right. Really? Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. It it's, makes all kinds of yeah, sense. Yeah, it's more of that. It takes it out of the real of ours and goes into the yeah. more, you know, fantastical. Right, right. Because right, in the right. second one, the premise is there's, so there's a between men and elves or woodland creatures or whatever, I yeah. don't know. Yeah. That other side that Hellboy's like would, would hang out with trolls and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. There's been a peace accord, but man is now infringing upon that and they want to, one faction wants to rise up and put us back in our place. Yeah, right. And it's Hellboy interceding throughout that. <laughs> you would get that from the trailer. I'm not giving you anything yeah. that would yeah, be on yeah. a brief synopsis of it. Uh, Isn't Ian McShane in, oh no, he was in the remake. He's in the remake. So it's John Hurt, is it John Hurt who helps him in the- Yeah, he's yeah. the dad right. uh, type of character. Right, and then Selma Blair- Selma Blair plays his girlfriend. And then David Hyde Pierce. Uh, I think in the first one, in the second one, it's Jones. Right, Doug Jones in the second one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Doug Jones is the body in both, yes. I believe. And in the second one, he is the character. Right, of, right. Which, yeah. then they got rid of the FBI agent from the first one in right. the second one. Because that was basically the ba- the big note. Who was that? Nobody likes this dude. Couldn't tell you what else he's been in. Yeah. I can picture him, but I could not for the life of me Interesting. Tell you. Okay. I don't know if I can picture him even. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that was a damn good movie, dude. I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. I thought Ron Perlman was great in that film. What great sarcasm. I, the first time you see it, yeah. you're sold. Yeah, right. Exactly. As soon as you see Hellboy and you're like, look, the makeup on this is next level. Mm-hmm. And I 100%... He has a big stone fist, and it makes all the sense in the world. He takes an angle grinder to his horns, yeah. and his revolver 
whatever is that peacemaker yeah. what is that thing called yeah it's just stupid huge with bullets <laughs> pulls out but in the context of you know him and his job so to speak uh it works beautifully right so from that i was sold early on and yet jeffrey tambor yes is the federal agent that liaises right. in essence but also like his portrayal of hellboy you know because as powerfully as he is he's still susceptible to like the vulnerabilities of like relationships or mm-hmm. human connection like yeah he is so uh bereft of that kind of experience growing up that when it happens for him he's clumsy about it and it's sweet clumsy as opposed to brutal clumsy do you know what i'm saying and that makes him even more endearing of a as a character you know especially yeah. when the dad stuff he like becomes almost like a pseudo child in that situation where you're like oh my god wow i didn't know you could play that i didn't know that level existed for this character and you're watching it on the screen happen in this type of movie yeah exactly yeah um, it's good stuff man. it is a great movie. Anyway, what do you got next? All right, so what are we at? Number three? Yeah. Okay. My number three is uh, Akita. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's another one I saw back in the day. It's been so long. Yeah. I we just did it for the cinephiles, so I think that's why it's still fresh in my mind. Mm-hmm. And that is also based on a Japanese uh, anime, and I just absolutely love it. Like, uh, it's, it's what, two and a half hours? It's a long movie. It's not a short anime, man. And uh, the whole thing was talking about nuclear technology, the irresponsibility of war, uh, what the ramifications, consequences are for c- citizens of nations who commit these kinds of uh, acts of war uh, uh, zealously. And then you have corrupt government officials trying to use this technology to put themselves in a position of power within their own society. Like all of that gets explored here. Mm-hmm. Plus you have at the base level these kids who are friends falling apart because this technology has affected one of them and has awoken this ages old thing that they had tried that the other elders or so to speak uh, have tried to uh, uh keep hidden which was the akita thing and then once it explodes it like wreaks havoc all yeah. over the place and so uh, and it works as an allegory for uh, for youth that like when you're blossoming into a, a a young kid or a man you're like your your emotions your rage your all the stuff goes all over the place, right? And so it can destroy everything around you if you're not sure how to uh, navigate that or moderate that. And so mm-hmm. it works on numerous levels as a film, and I, I, I love it for that. And it still holds up. We saw it, we saw it with the Sinfalls, and I was like, damn, this is still as, just as good as I saw in the 80s. You know, so. Nice. Yeah, there you go. I nice. Wish, I wish they'd come up with a 4K version of it because the anime is so brilliant. To see it clean like that would be fantastic. All right, which number two? Uh, two is another punt from you earlier. Oh, which is Dread. Dread, yeah. Dread is awesome. It is a good film. The only thing that, that didn't make me love it even more is because I saw The Raid two months right. before. Right, right, And right. I was like, ah, shit. Not to say that The Raid was so unique, you know, being closed in a box and having to fight your way out yeah. has been used in other movies. It right. was just so fresh in my mind of, you don't see that concept come around all the time. No. And they have two that are independent, produced on the opposite sides of the world. Yeah. And just happened to release at the same time. It's not quite the uh, volcano versus Dante's Peak type of thing. <laughs> right. Where it's two studios and one hears, hey, they're making a volcano picture. Oh, are they? We should put our own out. Just call it Volcano. <laughs> Don't waste the time with a title. Focus on the story. Focus on the story. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Hollywood's worked like that for a while. This is oh, just yeah. independent of one another. Yeah. But yeah, as he's so he's judge, jury, and executioner. That's what's interesting about the character, you know, to me. Yeah, totally. And they establish that early on with the guy. He shows up to a place, and there's uh, the, or he's, he catches a van, yeah, or something like that. But it's got three guys in it, and they're on that drug, which is awesome. Every time someone yeah. takes it, and this just 
overly lush and vibrant world slows down. What was that called? Slow-mo? Slow-mo, yeah. Slows down to such a degree, but it looks utterly stunning. Yeah, yeah. And they're committing all these acts of violence, and here is dread. The only thing is that that motorcycle, it looks like he's going to wobble. <laughs> If he got moment. knocked the right the way the the center of gravity on that doesn't make any fucking sense. Right, right. But they're trying to make it look like the comic that that part failed just ever so slightly. For yeah, me. yeah, yeah. Uh, and then whatever. So they uh, they get shut down in one of these massive things. It's my introduction to I think Domino Hall Gleason. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, Lena Hetty. Hetty, yeah. Uh, she plays Mama. Right. And there's, uh, it's got a good cast. And uh, Olivia Thurlby plays the other cop, the other girl, yeah, the the his uh, partner, right? Yeah, his yeah, partner. Yeah, yeah, she's great. It, I always thought she was gonna blow up, man, because she's essentially Anne Hathaway. It's the same kind of vibe, look, feel to her, and it never really happened for her at, in in a large scale. She's still working, and she's she was in Juno. She played Juno's best friend, so she's been in a number of things. But she's never quite got her own thing to kind of like hang her hat on. And I was always surprised by that because she never delivers a bad performance. And I always think she's great. Yeah. But now, if I'm Anne Hathaway, I'm like, yep, but clearly she's no Anne Hathaway. <laughs> you know, she never got her shot. Yeah. And to be fair, who is? To be fair. Who is? Who can? Did she get, a, did she get to, uh, is she in Nolan's Batman movie? She is not. She you is know, not. <laughs> we're talking about rarefied air here. So true. So true. Uh, oh yeah, great choice, man. You know I love Dread. We, we, we love Dread. We've talked about it many times on the show. It's awesome. Um, my number two, uh, I'm sure it's not, is 300. I love 300. No, it's a graphic novel. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that film is just, man, that film is, the visuals in that film are, are stunning. Like, absolutely mm. stunning. I don't know if people can make fun of the film, whatever you want. It's a film that if it works for you, it really works for you. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. Uh, but for me, this it just really works for me. The whole idea of the warrior spirit of being challenged, even as a nine-year-old, about you know to fight a wolf to see if you can show your your in essence your manhood, and then the idea of not being subjugated by this occupying force that seems inevitable, uh, and the desire to fight back even when the odds are against you and you know you're going to die. There's still nobility in the fight, uh, and mm-hmm. I love those themes throughout the movie. Plus. The images, I mean, that shot of them in the rain with the shields coming off and screaming, the slow motion stuff, the music, the score is incredible. The shots of those ships crashing into the rocks and then those people being pushed off the cliff with the sunlight. Just incredible images I've never seen in a comic book or graphic novel movie no. ever. It's just brilliant. Stuff. Somehow dudes with eight packs look normal. <laughs> right? That's tough to do. Yeah, so, I mean, I know people bash Zack Snyder, but to me, this when he gets it right, he really fucking gets it right. It's a great story. So, Spartans were known for their brevity, you yes. know? Everything was to the fucking point. Mm-hmm. Can't remember who it was, but it was someone that, that has the clout to make the statement okay. of, you are, you are part of, you know, my empire, and if I have to come down there, I will remind you of that fact. And I want to say it was yeah. Macedonian. Okay. Is, uh, issued this, and they just sent back if. <laughs> That's all they sent back. But it perfectly summates if you come down here, and I don't think you will, because you know that's why you're making the statement yeah. from afar. <laughs> you're not going to come down here and tangle with us. So fuck off or yeah. come do it. That's Those brilliant. are your two choices. But just sending back if, and you're like, God love them. Yeah. 
you know, it eventually, they, you know, they got subsumed into other societies. Right, right, right. It didn't last forever. Right. But there's still great stories. And obviously yeah. is a, look, 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 the movie is not a true story, although that did happen. What happens in the book didn't, or in the movie did not happen, but that actual, that story of, uh, um, shit, what's his name? Percy, per, it's not Percy, what's his name? Oh, the, the Leonidas? Yeah, Leonidas. Yeah, King Leonidas against Xerxes. That, Xerxes, yeah. That battle did Xerxes happen. this just omnisexual being the god king yeah just i clearly i'll fuck anything i don't care <laughs> it was awesome to get you yeah all of that um the hunchback character works yeah it was cool i dug that uh, you know it shouldn't and lena hetty again lena hetty playing his wife she's mm. great in the movie as well so yeah it's i love that movie damn i love that movie anyway all right uh what's your number one man uh my number one is because technically this is not part of any universe, yeah, yeah. which is uh, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Oh, great choice, man. That's true. It's not part of it's the still not yet. right now. Yeah, they have not linked it yet. In two years, three years, yeah, yeah, yeah. I might not be able to say that. Right, right, right. now is a standalone entity and has not cross over, and they easily could have in yeah. the, this movie. I will not deny you that. Con- considering they went hyperdimensional, yeah, so they easily could have just oh yeah, boom, Wolverine's here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they, if they wanted to You've already gotten this other reality oh, Spider-Ham You brought Spider-Ham to you life So did. it wouldn't be so crazy If suddenly Wolverine was here too Logan, what the fuck are you doing here? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah It's, I mean Yeah, dude You can tell the amount of time, effort Understanding of the character Yeah uh, How you visually want to represent that And bring a comic book genuinely to life Yeah there have been other moments within cinematic film where they try and do things like a comic or like in the Angley Hulk and he, the panel cut right, in. Right, right, right. Hey, you're following a story like a comic book. That's really interesting. Or in the second Spider-Man when Doc Ock's arms come alive. Yeah, yeah. And the paneling coming up. Awesome. But the rest of the movie is not as comic book movie yeah. to, you know, obviously than Spider-Man and the Spider-Verse. I agree. And if you have to give me an origin story, now it's a separate one. Of a different character and how he became. It's not Peter Parker. Right. It's this other. Uh, great twists, great turns. Uh, Kingpin is awesome. Yes. His main henchman is awesome. Uh, Lockjaw, I think yeah. his name is. Or something, Bricktop, maybe something like that. But yeah. Uh, but oh, the, is Kingpin's yeah, the guy henchman? Who, yeah. The other, yeah. The, I think his name is like Flat okay. Top or big, something like I'd that. I'd have to look it up. But the, uh, the female Doc Ock is a great. Uh, thing too, female having a female Doc Ock yeah. is genius. At first, she seems so nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. and have her, and then of course you get Spider Gwen, who's great, and, and of uh, Spider Man Noir. I mean, the stuff with Nick Cage, you know, that stuff is just genius. And the anime Spider Spider Man from the future, that kind of stuff. So have it all work, and then you have of course Lily Tomlin as Aunt May. What a great voiceover work she does, or what great voiceover work she does for that character as well. So all around, just absolutely brilliant, brilliant stuff from the people involved in that film. And it still works. Still fucking works to this day. I'm trying to look up all oh, the that, this that second character's name. Oh, yeah. Huh. Wouldn't it be... Does he have any lines? Well, I pulled up just the IMDB, but I don't see... Yeah. Now I'd have to remember, so... There's Rio Morales, because he'd be a Morales. He's the father's brother. Right. That's a uh, right, 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 right. Uh, Scorpion? No, that's. Well, you talking about? You talking about which one? Are you the talking? uncle? Oh, Shred. Um, isn't it Shred? Is it not Shredder? 
My bad. Is that what it is? I think it is Shredder. Let me look it up here myself. Because I know Maharshal Ali does the voice. Um, let's see. But it's listed as Uncle Aaron here. Yeah, it is. I know. I know. Uncle Aaron. And people are like yelling the answer to us, I'm sure. I know. As they're going through it now. But now I'm just seeing all just credited his voice. I don't see... Now I'd have to look up what Marshali's villain name. Uh, right. One hand pecking as the other holds on to the mic <laughs> I'm that to... I'm not talking into. That's right. Sorry about that. Yeah, I was trying to figure out his Uncle Aaron, that's for sure. Uh, blah, 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 bloops. Uh, I forget what character he plays in this thing. Uh, it doesn't say. Pulling it up on Marvel's official. Oh, nice. Nice, nice, nice. Pete, Gwen Stias, ba, 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 Penny Parker, oh. Jeff Neary, <laughs> Okay, there's... They, they don't want to say what they... Like, we're going to web, multiple websites. Tombstone, Scorpion, yeah. Tombstone, Green Common. Yeah, Tombstone is the name of the of the guy who's uh, helping... Yeah, uh, everybody else they're listing is not the name of that character. <laughs> and this is on Marvel's. I love it. I love it. They're what like, the fuck was his name? We're not going to let him know. That's on Marvel's damn. It's I'm literally at marvel.com forward slash articles forward slash movies forward slash uh, your guide to the heroes and villains of Spider-Man into the <laughs> Spider-Verse. Their official guide. Oh, my God. That's so funny. And it's maybe I don't know. Where In the, the wiki, it it's na- his name as the unspecified main villain. <laughs> he doesn't have a name. That just, That seems ridiculous. Oh, my God. That's so funny. Uh, Uncle, I think he's one. Of, uh, yeah, yeah. Five villains set to feature. Uh, yeah, Uncle Aaron. This is ridiculous. I feel like it is Shredder, but I'm not sure. Kingpin, the Green Goblin, Scorpion, Tombstone, the Prowler. That's what the he's Prowler. Called. There you go. Right, the Prowler. It had to be something like that. Yeah, people are yelling. It at can't us. be Black Panther. No, no, the no, Prowler. No. The Prowler. I did, Guys, I just... it's the Prowler. The Prowler. So, but I had to look sorry. up to get it from Google. I had to look up, look up villain Uncle Aaron uh, Spider Verse. Yeah, you got there eventually. <laughs> eventually, and that's the first thing that pops up. Like, oh, is this what you're looking for? <laughs> I love it. I why love do they? It. Why do they try and obscure that? Uh, it's a great movie. <laughs> yes, it is. Like walking out, I knew that that was that's my favorite Spider Man thus far. Oh yeah, bar none, bar uh, none. Yeah. Of the live action, yeah. different story, but overall, yeah. This trumps everything that I've seen so far. I don't disagree with you, man. That's why I hope the sequel is good. I really hope the sequel is good. They've been working on it, so hopefully it'll come out. All right, out. what do you got at one? Uh, one is uh, Sin City, okay. which is the Frank Miller, fil- uh, Frank Miller film. Oh, not Frank Miller, Robert Rodriguez film based on the Frank Miller graphic novel. Um, Sin City is one of my favorites bar- that Frank Miller's ever done. I know Dark Knight Returns. People love Dark Knight Returns, but Sin City is a real close second for me. And all of them, that, like that yellow bastard, a dame to kill for, they really just kind of bleed into each other because they're all just incredibly high-quality ones. I think he, had one, he did one right at the end that I wasn't the biggest fan of, but overall, uh, the work he does with those graphic novels are incredible. So I didn't think it was possible to make a movie out of these things because they're all vignettes. Mm. And they do eventually, they do occasionally cross over in their vignettes, but I didn't think it was possible to do something like this. But Robert Rodriguez, this is, to me, this is his crown, crowning achievement as a director, is this film. Uh, I know, okay. I know uh, El Mariachi is good for a small independent filmmaker on a, on a yeah, yeah, budget. Yeah. I know that people like Desperado. I know that there are even some people who like the most recent one he did. 
uh, with Rosa Salazar, uh, where she's like, you know, uh, she's that creature that they, she's, I mean, she's, sorry, she has technology and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I'm sure if I saw the title, but that's not Spargan. I didn't see it. I yeah, that yeah, much. yeah. So it came, it came out last year and people like that film, I know, but like for me, this is the one. This is the one that really kills it for me. He's sure. So good in it. And it, Bruce Willis is fantastic and Clive Owen is good in it. Benicio del Toro is chilling. Rosario Dawson is, is Elijah badass. Wood is creepy Elijah Wood is creepy as fuck. Yes. Agreed. Rucker Hauer is good. And yeah. of course, Mickey Rourke, just perfect as Marv. I mean, Marv is one of my favorite characters in comic maybe top 10. To see him brought out in this way and come to life, and I know it's makeup. I know what they're doing. No, it's good. But it works so well. It does. Yeah, yeah, man. It's the kind of realism you want from uh, Dick Tracy. If they ever genuinely yeah. did that, because all his guys, you know, when you saw it in the the, uh, the Warren Beatty version. Yes, yes. Some of the, it looked all right at times, and other times it looked grotesque. Right, right. This was more of a real representation of bringing to life this, you know, Someone that exists yeah. in this facet and underground of society that deals in stuff that the rest of us know nothing of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and you see all sides of who's in the gutter mm-hmm. and who's trying to patrol the gutter right. and fucking keep the gutter in line. <laughs> <laughs> and the gutter doesn't like that. Nope, nope. Uh, yeah, it's such, it's such a, visually also a black and white film with the occasional moments of color in it. Um, it's just genius all around. And. Once again, works on the revenge aspect. I mean, you, you, you got me. If you do a decent revenge film, I'm all on board with you. All on board. That's why I love Edge of Darkness, that damn big Gibson movie. I love that movie. Great revenge films. They hook me in big time. I don't know. I got something I'm working out, maybe. Uh, anyway, <laughs> all right. Well, there's our separate top ten lists of uh, non uh, what are we non non universe uh, superhero films, comic, comic book movies, non universe comic book movies, and uh, we're gonna put this list together. Now, uh, clearly, we had nothing that was the same, so uh, I will defer to Matt in this because maybe I misunderstood what we were doing. So I will absolutely accept like. You know, well, the battles on these things. I, I, you know, we can't have five flips of coins. Comic book movies, yeah, yeah, yeah. Comic book movies. If you want to include graphic novels, I'm not gonna fight you on that. Yeah, yeah. All I right. just went specifically. You know what? We did a specific or a, a singular graphic novel. Great point, man. So just spread it around. Maybe we talk about some shit we haven't talked about. Yeah, we'll yeah. talk about all no, that often. Totally. Worked out beautifully. Yeah. It's a gorgeous show. If I do say so myself. <laughs> Agreed. So, um, all right. To me personally, I know I like Spider Verse better than. Yeah, I'm not gonna fight you on Spider Verse. That should yeah. be number one. That's a great, great film. All right, then Sin City? Yeah. All right, then after that... So I've got Dreaded 2. You had it like, what, 7, 8? I had it 9, so at least it's nine. on the list. So I think well, it goes. Well, we have Hellboy in common. Oh, we do have Hellboy in common. And that is it. Oh, That's, Blade. And Blade, right. So Blade could go here if you want. Where do you have Blade? 4. Let's, so 4-7 versus 2-9. I think 2-9 wins that. Yeah, okay. That's fine. Which is what, Hellboy? Or Dread, right? Dread. Yeah, Dread's fine. Well, we did have something crossed over. My bad. A little bit. I forgot about that. And okay. then um, Blade Force 7. Where'd you have Hellboy? Uh, Hellboy's 10 for me. All right. So Blade, then Hellboy. Okay. And then after that, just uh, who's got highest? Yeah. Five sl- spots left. I've got uh, my number two, 300 is still. Uh, 300 it is. Okay. Bing, bang, boom. boom. Next. What do you got? Four. Uh, all right. My three still in play. Akira. Done and done. Okay. And my four was Blade, so your four should go in now. American Splendor. <laughs> and is that where we at? I right got now? my five. Uh, I got my five as well. Uh, what do you got? I got Old Boy. What do you have? Constantine. Oh, dude. I mean, I feel like Old Boy's a better film, don't you? 
Although we love Constantine. True, but I think Constantine is closer to what, when you say comic book movies? That are out of the universe? Yeah, well, I'm just saying, but comic book movies in general, yeah, yeah. you just use that as a blueprint. All right, what number are we at? That is nine, so it's nine ten. All right, it's that's the last fine. two on the list. That's fine, Constantine, uh, oh okay. boy, that's fine with me. I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. Oh my God, I got 16 text messages. What is happening? Everybody needs to calm the fuck down. Uh, all right. All right, all we're right. good to go. Are we good? All right, all right. Uh, you got drums in here somewhere, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I do, I do. That's a good point, good point. Uh, they're right over here. Yeah, let me find them here. There, you grab those. There we it's go. been a while here. Yeah. Do you want this? Oh, yeah, sure. That'll work. Uh, the top 10 non-universe comic book movies, yeah. At number 10. Old Boy. At number 9. Constantine. At number 8. American Splendor. At number seven, Akira. At number six, 300. At number five, Hellboy. At number four, Blade. At number three, Dread. At number two, Sin City. And our number one non-universe comic book movie is... Uh, good old Spider-Verse. Spider-Verse! Check it out, guys. Go see Spider-Verse if you haven't, but Absolutely. I can't imagine anybody listening to this unless you were just... Uh, Really big fans of us and don't give a shit about movies. <laughs> You've which probably already seen it. Which is possible. It is possible. <laughs> uh, you should see Spider-Verse. Absolutely. I, 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 it's on Netflix, uh, so I will occasionally put it on just for shits and giggles because it's yeah. great background stuff to have on while you're doing something else. And you can, so yeah, you can jump in, jump out. Yeah. It's, it's unique and different, and uh, each frame is beautiful in its own right. Yep, and it puts a smile on your face just watching It's it. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, that's our, our uh, combined list. Let's get to some of these plugs, man. We got that uh, London show coming up here on May 2nd. People, we are trying to sell this thing out. Please get your tickets. May 2nd in London at King's Place. Go to www.kingsplace.co.uk. Trying to get to that 400 seat so we can sell this thing out. 30 pounds. That's all. 30 pounds for two and a half hours of entertainment. How can you not take advantage of this opportunity and come enjoy us? And you guys who've come to live shows... You know how awesome these live shows are. And those of you who haven't, I can't encourage you enough to come to give us a chance to get, to entertain the hell out of you for two and a half hours. Is that yeah. good? I don't know what you were saying. Ditto, baby. <laughs> Ditto. I, I, look, I know we'll have fun regardless. So please come down and just mm -hmm. add to the overall fun. We would love to have more of you there because it's better energy in the room and it's oh, it even is. more fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, two and a half hours, I'm sure we'll act like jackasses numerous times. Yep, yep. And uh, we know you'll enjoy every second of it. Hey, go to kingsplace.co.uk. Pick those up. May 2nd, shows at 8, doors at 7, 30 pounds, long show. We're there to hang out. We'll have some new merch. Yeah. And uh, we can't wait to see you then. You can follow me anywhere at Matt Nost, M-A-T-T-K-N-O-S-T. And uh, please check out my new podcast, Embrace the Hate. Just search for that anywhere. Mm -hmm. And that is it for me this week. And if you'd like to support the show, head over to patreon.com forward slash the top 10 with the number 10 and uh, join us over there. And that is it. Yeah, you me. can follow me at the Roca says on Twitter and on Instagram and uh, see all the shows I'm hosting or co-hosting there. And of course, please uh, go over and subscribe to my YouTube channel if you haven't done yet. Been doing more and more content on there. www.youtube.com slash John Roca says. And if you're having trouble finding it, DM me, text me, or I'm sorry, not text me, but DM me or whatever you need to do or tweet at me and I will guide you to that, uh, to that uh, link so you can uh, subscribe to it. Just finished doing two and a half hours or three hours of a, a stream about the Atlanta Live Event and Schmodown. So please come and enjoy uh, that kind of stuff. All right. If that's it, 
If there's anything else tonight, we're good to go. No, I, you can. You know what? You can text John at three one two. No, no. I don't even know. It's, it's, <laughs> no idea. It just That's ran off. Perfect. Uh, fucking uh, seven more random digits. Hit him up there, guys. Let him know. Some dude in Missouri is like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> uh, and started confrontationally. Yeah. Hey, fuck you, outlaw. Anyway, I got an idea. <laughs> I got a new first shirt. <laughs> just pepper this number. <laughs> All right. Well, there we go. That's this uh, week's Top 10 show. Thank you all so much for listening, and we'll talk to you next time on the Top 10. Top 10.